It was a busy day today at the Supreme Court, which agreed to take up a major new test of digital privacy rights. The court will consider whether prosecutors need a warrant to obtain mobile phone tower records that show someone's location over the course of months. And the court curbed a favorite tool used by the Security Securities and Exchange Commission. The justices unanimously ruled that the SEC is bound by a five-year statute of limitations when it seeks what is known as disgorgement of ill-gotten gains. With us to talk about that ruling today, we have Peter Henning, a professor at Wayne State University School of Law. And in a moment, we will have John Coffey, a professor at Columbia Law School. Uh, Peter, thanks for joining us. Uh, probably the first question people have is, what the heck is disgorgement? Uh, tell us what it is and how it fits into the broader array of tools that the uh, SEC has before it. Disgorgement is the SEC's uh, favorite weapon in a case in order to try to get the profits that a defendant gains from um, securities law violations. The interesting thing, though, is that it's nowhere in any of the statutes. Um, it's not that the SEC is specifically authorized to seek disgorgement. This is what's called an equitable remedy. Back in the uh, late 1960s, the SEC started asking courts to order the defendant to give up the ill-gotten gains, and the courts went along with it. So it was really the first weapon that the SEC had, and it has grown from there and really become a cornerstone of their enforcement program. Peter, in a prior case in 2013, Gabelli v. SEC, the justices unanimously ruled that civil monetary penalties are also subject to a five-year time bar. So is this ruling surprising, or does it just follow that reasoning? Well, um, yes and no. Um, no great surprise that I'd give a conflicted answer. Um, it is not surprising in that, really, this just applies Gabelli and uh, Gabelli's analysis for civil penalties to disgorgement. But disgorgement is at least a little bit different. It focuses on what the defendant obtained through the securities fraud. So in a sense, it's a little bit like saying that you know the, the bank robber shouldn't be allowed to keep the money that was stolen from the bank. Um, well, now in a sense, as long as you can keep it secret for more than five years, then maybe you get to keep it, although that's going to be fought out. Uh, so uh, it's a little bit surprising, but really the court has been cutting back on these types of remedies that the federal agencies use. John Coffey, how, how big of a blow to the SEC's enforcement regime is this ruling? change any enforcement system that we have. Uh, this came out of sort of common law practice. The SEC or the other enforcer sued for an injunction. The injunction said, never do this again or you could go to jail for contempt. And as part of that injunction, they would get this so-called equitable remedy saying, and you necessarily have to give back any of the wrongful gain that you made. The problem with all that uh, was that there was no statute of limitations, and in theory you could sue 50 years later. That's what troubled the court, the idea that there's no period of repose after which the government can no longer sue and they come after you forever. The government's still going to seek uh, these kind of injunctions with disgorgement, but they'll have to bring the suit within five years after the misconduct. That's probably not going to cripple them that much, although certainly the government is going to like this loss. 
Peter, do you agree about the impact of the case? Um, I do. Uh, that it, 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 what it's going to force the SEC to do is to, in a sense, pick up the pace uh, on its investigations. It can't sit back and say, well, you know, we're just going to take our time or we're going to figure out our priorities. Um, so at least in that regard, it's going to push the SEC harder. I guess where the problem may come in is that a ruling like this could affect earlier cases. So you may well see defendants going back and trying to reopen cases. And of course, that's going to be a real headache for the SEC. Jack, only about 30 seconds, but does this mean that victims of, of fraud will receive less money in compensation? Well, I don't think that this will have any long-term significance other than the caseload and the time pressure on the SEC. And it would be a problem if the SEC's budget were decreased. It also might be a problem if the SEC loses the ability to bring cases in-house, uh, but I, which is what they do today in the majority of their cases by bringing them before an administrative law judge, effectively an in-house employee. But I don't think that this is going to have a dramatic impact on enforcement across the board.